The following podcast contains adult content. It is not suitable for minors, professional settings, or the faint of heart. The stories you're about to hear are recorded live at Petra's in the historic Plaza Midwood, Charlotte, North Carolina. Foreplay Goes South is open mic storytelling. Hosted monthly by Metanoia, attendees share their intimate, sultry, salacious tales. So I feel like a common theme tonight is before I knew I was kinky. So we'll go with that. I did end up writing something out and I was gonna end up reading it because I wanted to go back to my roots. But, liquid courage, right? So here we go. 12 years old, we all figure out, you know, about, we watch all those Disney movies growing up. 12 years old, I decided I was going to buy my first dildo. We're gonna start with that, right? Bigger's better, right? $10 for a 10 inch dildo, let's go. Yeah, that happened. All right, so that was my first experimentation. Secondly, you know, every girl dreams of their Prince Charming, right? I dream about staying on the corner and the gangbangs that may occur. Fun. Something's wrong with me, right? Something must be wrong with my head. I don't know, I don't know any terminology other than knowing that this is not normal. Normal. 13 years old, I get my first boyfriend right after I'm shipped over to an all-private, all-girls school. There's less than 100 students, but guess what about being in an all-girls school? They're all girls. They all are going through the same things I'm going through, and they're all as curious as I am. Nothing happened. Just kidding. But no, you know, um, my family and I didn't get along very much growing up. They knew that something was wrong with me. And so I always imagined that I was going to be this outcast. Always imagined that I was not going to fit in. 17 years old, I'm on with my fourth boyfriend, who then became my husband nine years later. But 17 years old, I ended up Right, before, right after, technically, I got engaged for the first time, because my parents weren't accepting of that. But I ended up meeting someone. And this person was mesmerizing. Had the most gorgeous eyes I'd ever seen. And he was different. We both were at a gay straight alliance club, because going to an old girls school, there was a lot of people who liked the same sex. I don't know if you guys know that, but. So I ended up going in support of some of my friends and I ended up meeting this guy who had technically aged out. And what that means is that at the age of 21, you were not allowed to attend. He had aged out in the facility, but faked his age so that he could be in support of his friends who were just coming out of the closet, similar to myself. I fell in love with him, immediately. There was just something about him that I felt like like I had known him in years prior, like we had history together and we sat under the stars and we shared dreams, we shared goals. He told me he would never be in another relationship and yet he asked me out a few days later. 
after we had had sex. And, and there was just something different. I mean, he, there, there was, he saw the worst parts of me, and he was there for it. You know, at that point, I was probably about 320 pounds. Like, I was, I was overweight. And at the same time, he didn't see that. He saw my soul. After I'd gotten married, after he had disappeared from my life, literally right when I got back from my honeymoon, I heard his voice. Literally standing in this building where they're selling picture frames because the business is going out uh, a business, and I hear his voice. I'm like, fuck, I've heard that voice before. I was melted. And essentially, I stood there and I'm like, hi. But I had lost a whole bunch of weight, so he didn't really is, he didn't realize who it was. I gave him my business card. He didn't realize who it was. But damn, was I hot. It was great. So I handed him my business card and he called me up and met me for coffee. And I was like, he's like, I haven't been to this shopping plaza for many, many years since I dated this girl in this town. Oh, hey, that's me. Oh, yeah. He goes, damn, if I knew you were going to be this hot, I would have stuck around. Thanks, guy. But he was still as gorgeous as he could be, so. Anyways, we became friends. Um, he asked me to help with his business. We became business partners. He hit on me constantly, even when my husband was around. We had a fling. You know that movie, did anyone ever see the movie Party X? Oh, thank God. It's like a car ends up in a pool because the house party just goes crazy. Yeah, that was my house. We had a beer boat. It was filled with ice and beer and a captain. And people stayed for 12 hours. I woke up. I didn't even know who the people were in my house. And he had hit on someone. And that day he struck. And I was like, nope, we're going to do a thing. So I ended up hooking up with him. We became unofficially official. He was like, you cannot leave your husband. You just got married. And I was like, I shouldn't have gotten married. True story. I knew that before I even got married, but I was young and stupid. He got very mad at me when I eventually ended up dating someone else. And he walked out of my life again. Skip forward five years later. He ends up reappearing in my life when I ask him if he would be willing to do a photo shoot for someone who is transgender and trying to find themselves. I knew he was the only one who was going to be able to connect with them, so I reached out and he picked up. He was engaged at that point, and apparently his girlfriend had been stalking me the entire time. News to me. He asked me to be with him. I said no. I said no again. He kept trying. We ended up dating. And he used every single past trauma that I've ever been through against me. Oh, it sucked. Like, for example, when you first go on your first date with someone, right, and it's been 13 years in the making, he turns around and says, oh, hey, I like your best friend. I want to be polyamorous. Now, despite having heard of Fet Life at 14 and knowing about it, I'm like, what's that? But I learned pretty fast 
all about the lifestyle and all about polyamory, and he wanted polyfuckery. Big difference. Now, for those of you who don't know, I actually teach a 101 class, so if you don't know terminology, please come see us Thursday. We're going to be teaching that. Oh, uh, Tuesday? Monday. 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 We're teaching 101. <laughs> Thursday, we have the volunteer meeting for the Charlotte Equality Center, a new nonprofit, so that everyone can fit in together. Ask me about it. It's fun. It's a great, great nonprofit that we're putting together. Um, but essentially, it brought me to who I am. And the first time that I entered the stage was to rebuild my self-confidence. Recently, I've been really doubting myself on who I am and what I've been going through. And I realized it's OK to be myself. So before I knew I was kinky, I was me. That's who I am now. I'm trying to rebuild that. So. If you're looking to find yourself and you want a friend, come find me. I'm Sassy. Thank you very much for your time. This episode of Four Play Goes South podcast was recorded and produced by event host and podcast creator Metanoia. These stories are recorded live every third Tuesday of the month at Petra's in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information about Foreplay Goes South, follow us at Foreplay GS on Facebook, FetLife, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs>